Welcome to The Ladder, a podcast series for aspiring turf managers currently climbing the career ladder, and also for those already at the top who would like to better understand their Generation Y staff members. Sit back, settle in, and enjoy. Welcome to this episode of The Ladder. I'm your host, John Reitman, and our guest is Conrad Pancook of Winstone Golf Club in North Barrington, Illinois. Conrad, thanks for being with us today. Yep, thanks for having me. So you are the assistant superintendent there. How long have you been there? Where did you go to school, and how did you get into the turf business? So I've I've been at Winstone now for a year. Uh, before that, I spent two seasons at Biltmore Country Club, which is also located in North Barrington. Uh, I went there right out of school. I went to Iowa State University. Um, that's where I changed my major into the turf program. I actually started school as a music performance major at the University of Northern Iowa and realized really soon that that's not what I wanted to do. So I um, worked on a golf course for a summer, and the rest is history. Did you have any background in golf prior to changing majors and attending Iowa State? Not really. Um, my dad would take me out on the golf course maybe a couple times over the summer. I took golf lessons sporadically in a like, group setting when I was in elementary school. Uh, I have an uncle who is a golf pro, a teaching professional, so that kind of influenced a little bit. I've kind of I've always been interested in golf, and in high school I always wanted to work on a golf course, but I'd go and apply places and. And apparently they, they didn't need people then. It's definitely not like it is now. What caused the light to go off to where you even thought that working on the golf course on the turf side was even a career option for you? I found out really soon, um, just being a crew member at a public course, that uh, I loved it. Just the instant gratification of seeing your work uh, right in front of your eyes. Um, just mowing greens or mowing tees and seeing your lines, seeing all that, um, watering how throughout the day, like the, the greens change. So I just, I really like the instant gratification on what you're doing and being able to see what you're doing. So that's what pushed me towards it. Now you were part of the recent Excel program that is sponsored by New Farm, which sponsors this podcast series. Tell us about that experience. So I think like a lot of the people that have uh, applied for that program, they see that for three years you get to go to the golf industry show, and that kind of stands out because for some people their club might not be able to afford that. Uh, So that's what initially drove me to apply for it, and now that I've been in it now, uh, it just started at the golf industry show this year. My kind of mindset on the whole thing has changed. It's not just about that. Just in the few short days we were together, in San Diego, I was able to build some pretty good relationships, uh, keep in contact a little bit uh, now, and then we'll meet again in April. And I think it's just going to be a really cool experience to see how um, all 11 of us were in the, the second class, uh, how we kind of progress through our careers. In the first class, there's already three people that have become golf course superintendents. So I'm really excited to be able to work with those 11 other people or 10 other people. And just in the next three years, we're going to start getting interviews for superintendent jobs. And some of us are going to make that jump and just having those people to lean on uh, to go through that process, I think will be really great. 
as you attend the golf industry show and you make these networking connections, are you also sitting in on some of the seminars that take place there? Yeah. Um, this year it was a lot on uh, just kind of like developing your team. We sat in on the mindfulness and millennials class from Paul McCormick and Chris Tritiball, and that was a really, really good one seeing how uh, – Paul's kind of dealt with things throughout his life and how that can apply to us. And then with Chris, the just the culture that they've been able to build at Hazeltine uh, gives us a, something to strive for. And not It's not practical everywhere just because everyone's situation is different, but it gives you a lot of ideas. And then we also sat in a talk with Bill Maynard about like hiring, managing, and developing your team. And that gave us all a lot of good ideas that we can use in our own facilities to uh, hire the right employees, develop those people, and then uh, retain them too because that's the hardest part is making sure they come back. We'll be right back after this brief commercial message. Pinpoint Fungicide from New Farm Americas contains a new active ingredient to deliver outstanding early and late season control of dollar spots. Pinpoint provides superintendents and turf management professionals with an excellent fungicide rotation partner to optimize disease management stewardship. Pinpoint's unique and targeted active ingredient has been proven in university performance trials and delivers outstanding control of dollar spot, take all patch, fairy ring, and brown patch to ensure a clean field of play. For more information, visit newfarm.com. With a commitment to quality and a passion for sourcing the latest innovations from Europe and North America, Steck Equipment has grown to be the go-to supplier for specialized turf equipment. Check out their line of phrase mowers, material handlers, laser graders, vacuum sweepers, blowers, verticutters, and seeders, decompactors, sand fillers, and much more at steckequipment.com. That's S-T-E-C equipment.com. We're back on the ladder with our guest, Conrad Pancook. As you project forward in your career, path to becoming a head superintendent is not as rapid as it once was. How important is it to take advantage of opportunities like this when they come become available to you to help set yourself apart from your contemporaries as you look to become a head golf course superintendent? I think it's extremely important. It's things like this and like the, the Toro experience for assistant superintendents and the Green Start Academy that you can put that on your resume and say that you were one of 50 or one of 30 or one of 11 that were picked out of over 100 to 200 applicants. And that's just going to show someone looking at your resume that uh, you're that, I mean, you're trying to make yourself, you're set apart from other people and that might, all you need is a phone call and just get your uh, get in front of the hiring committee, and uh, that's the the biggest thing. I think those things can help you uh, just get your name out there. And I think it's also important to get involved with GCSAA and your local chapter, uh, maybe being the the Class C representative on the board, or seeing if they uh, make uh, a spot for a class, for a super, assistant superintendent on the board write articles for your local magazine or write articles for GCM. Uh, I think that that's us all really important. It just shows that you're willing to go above and beyond 
and put your name out there. What are some of the things you've picked up so far that you think are helping set you apart? I think just uh, they've really preached to us on finding ways to um, get your name out there, and that's through writing articles or getting involved with your local association more and just kind of doing more things to make yourself more well-rounded. You wouldn't think that just writing an article is going to help much, but it's improving your writing skills because you're going to be writing emails to to members someday or you're going to be presenting in front of uh, a board. So I look at it as a way to kind of help me with my presentation skills, my writing skills, and just my overall communication uh, because that's all going to be really important on the road. A lot of those soft skills that are required of a superintendent are things that college experience probably doesn't prepare you for enough. Is that an accurate assessment? Yeah. From what I've learned and from what uh, this, my boss has told me is that when you get in there for an interview, it's it's going to be assumed that you know what you're doing agronomically. They might ask you questions here and there and what you're you're going to do to improve things, but a lot of it is uh, who you are as a person, uh, how you're gonna, how you're gonna manage, how do you, how are you interacting with people, how are you able to communicate? If you're a team player and within the, uh, with the clubs, working with the other management staff, I think that all that stuff is the kind of stuff that you don't really get your feet wet with in in college, and I think that stuff is some of the most important. I want to switch gears real quick since you mentioned labor issues. Explain to us a little bit, what are the challenges that you face at Winstone and what are you guys doing to meet those challenges so that you do have most of the labor that you need throughout the year to get your jobs done? Uh, I would say the hardest part is just getting people in the door. Um, I mean, you you hear everyone trying in on deed and you're getting you may get a hundred applicants and you have five that reply back to your email. And then you have two that show up for an interview and you end up hiring one. And that's a lot of, a lot of time and effort to just to get one employee. So what we've been trying to do is the last two years, uh, I've gone and spoken at a local high school's horticulture class. Um, we actually picked up a kid last summer uh, that was graduating and he's actually going to go to turf school this upcoming fall and he's going to be our intern this summer. So uh, and doing local job fairs, getting in front of the younger people. You know, a lot of our our staff is younger, high school, college age students, and we kind of rely on them to get through June, July, August, and then when they in the off season, we're gonna we normally will triplex more. We'll triplex tees and walk mow the smaller ones. We'll triplex approaches. We'll triplex greens once a week, and a lot of that too is with. Uh, the equipment we have now with all the technology, the triplex is just as good as a walk mower. Uh, so we kind of rely on that to get through the shoulder seasons and then uh, ramp up with short-term help in the in the summer. And we've this year we instilled a, a sign-on bonus. So everyone that's returning from last year, they get uh, what the Christmas bonus would have been for the full-time staff. So uh, these kids are going to walk in and get a extra few hundred dollars right right at the beginning of the summer so we've been able to retain quite a few people that way look out five ten years if the current challenges facing the golf industry in terms of labor continue at the current rate 
what's that going to do to golf course management? I think there's going to be a big shift toward the autonomous mowers. I know there's technology out there now for it. Um, I know it's not all there yet. And the ag side has stuff, but again, it takes longer for stuff to get to us. I think in the next five to 10 years, you could see uh, a maintenance crew that's normally 25 people in the summer down to 10 or 12, and they're shuffling greens mowers around and cutting cups at the same time. And you're, you're just going to be doing, you're going to be relying on robots. And I think uh, that's where the future of it is. And I think it's important that we're able to find equipment technicians that are able to work on that stuff too, because I think that's where it's heading. Conrad, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate your time. Yep. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to The Ladder on TurfNet Radio. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher for instant access to past and future episodes of The Ladder and other TurfNet Radio podcasts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.